Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 108. Here, O my Lord, I'd see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace, and all my weariness upon thee lean. Hymn number 108. Scriptural will be given by Wendy from Georgia. Um, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name. Come and see the works of God. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. 
O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. Neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, who is Christ in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 269. Our God is love, unchanging love, and can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increase is vain. Twins, twas infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept. Hymn number 269.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. We had another really good one this morning, so if you missed it, please catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. It will also be available on our YouTube channel a little later. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school is available to children everywhere where there's a telephone. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family if you'd like. And we've been busy printing. The February full-text lesson sermon booklet has been printed and mailed to subscribers. So you should all get yours before the end of January. And we had a really good Bible study yesterday. So the next one will be in two weeks, Saturday, January 23rd. So check the website for study questions and please join us in two weeks. Saturday, January 23rd, for the next Bible study session. And we will have an annual meeting of the membership this month for all members, and that'll take place on Thursday, January 21st. That'll take place at 8 p.m., and if any members don't live in the area or don't want to visit to attend in person, the meeting will be held over the teleconference number as well so that every member can participate. And I wanted to point out an article uh, featured on our website entitled Freedom from Burdens by Ella W. Hogue. Excellent article. If you're feeling burdened, read it. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And this being our communion service, I'm going to read <clears throat> the tenets of Christian science from our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. One, as adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. Two, we acknowledge and adore one supreme and infinite God. We acknowledge his Son, one Christ, the Holy Ghost or Divine Comforter, and man in God's image and likeness. Three, we acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin in the destruction of sin and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil as unreal. But the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. Four, we acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine efficacious love unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way-shower. And we acknowledge that man is saved through Christ, through truth, life, and love, as demonstrated by the Galilean prophet in healing the sick and overcoming sin and death. Five. We acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection served to uplift faith to understand eternal life. Even the allness of soul, spirit, 
and the nothingness of matter. 6. And we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. We will now have the reading of a testimony from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Susan from Massachusetts. Page 446. About three years ago, I was near death's door with various troubles. Also was 70 years old. I had a desire to know something of Christian science. I procured the textbook and studied it with a desire to know the truth. At first all was dark, but light began slowly to come, and at the end of three months I found my physical claims all gone and my eyesight restored. At the end of three months more, I had gained 35 pounds in weight. I had been an infidel, and the change from that came more slowly. But now I know that my Redeemer lives, and I am able, by divine grace, to make very convincing demonstrations. J. S. Rudd, Iowa The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page four of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. <clears throat> Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from Second Chronicles. Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God when thou heardest his words, I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. The responsive reading, Deuteronomy. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments and he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand have gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, 
that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Holy Bible. Micah. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Deuteronomy. And Moses called all Israel, and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them, and keep and do them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day. The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount, out of the midst of the fire. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. Know therefore that the Lord thy God He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Mark. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, He saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine. But he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out, 
and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Hebrews. Behold, the day is come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For if the blood of bulls and of goats sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Divine mind rightly demands man's entire obedience, affection, and strength. No reservation is made for any lesser loyalty. Obedience to truth gives man power and strength. Submission to error superinduces loss of power. To understand God is the work of eternity and demands absolute consecration of thought, energy, and desire. Our Heavenly Father, Divine Love, demands that all men should follow the example of our Master and His Apostles and not merely worship His personality. It is sad that the phrase divine service has come to generally mean public worship instead of daily deeds. In ancient Rome, a soldier was required to swear allegiance to his general. The Latin word for this oath was sacramentum, and our English word sacrament is derived from it. Among the Jews, it was an ancient custom for the master of a feast to pass each guest a cup of wine. But the Eucharist does not commemorate a Roman soldier's oath 
nor was the wine used on convivial occasions and in Jewish rites, the cup of our Lord. The cup shows forth his bitter experience, the cup which he prayed might pass from him, though he bowed in holy submission to the divine decree. Christians, are you drinking his cup? Have you shared the blood of the new covenant, the persecutions which attend a new and higher understanding of God? If not, can you then say that you have commemorated Jesus in his cup? Are all who eat bread and drink wine in memory of Jesus willing truly to drink his cup, take his cross, and leave all for the Christ principle? Then why ascribe this inspiration to a dead rite? Instead of showing by casting out error and making the body wholly acceptable unto God, that truth has come to the understanding. If Christ truth has come to us in demonstration, no other commemoration is requisite, for demonstration is Emmanuel, or God with us. And if a friend be with us, why need we memorials of that friend? If all who ever partook of the sacrament had really commemorated the sufferings of Jesus and drunk of his cup, they would have revolutionized the world. If all who seek his commemoration through material symbols will take up the cross, heal the sick, cast out evils, and preach Christ or truth to the poor, the receptive thought, they will bring in the millennium. Implicit faith in the teacher and all the emotional love we can bestow on him will never alone make us imitators of him. We must go and do likewise, else we are not improving the great blessings which our master worked and suffered to bestow upon us. The divinity of the Christ was made manifest in the humanity of Jesus. That he might liberally pour his dear-bought treasures into empty or sin-filled human storehouses was the inspiration of Jesus' intense human sacrifice. We know that a desire for holiness is requisite in order to gain holiness. But if we desire holiness above all else, we shall sacrifice everything for it. We must be willing to do this, that we may walk securely in the only practical road to holiness. Self-forgetfulness, purity, and affection are constant prayers. Practice, not profession. Understanding, not belief. Gain the ear and right hand of omnipotence, and they assuredly call down infinite blessings. Trustworthiness is the foundation of enlightened faith. Without a fitness for holiness, we cannot receive holiness. We should forget our bodies in remembering good and the human race. Good demands of man every hour in which to work out the problems of being. Consecration to good does not lessen man's dependence on God, but heightens it. Neither does consecration diminish man's obligations to God but shows the paramount necessity of meeting them. Substituting good words for a good life, fair-seeming for straightforward character, is a poor shift for the weak and worldly, who think the standard of Christian science too high for them. 
If the student goes away to practice truth's teachings only in part, dividing his interests between God and mammon, and substituting his own views for truth, he will inevitably reap the error he sows. Whoever would demonstrate the healing of Christian science must abide strictly by its rules, heed every statement, and advance from the rudiments laid down. There is nothing difficult nor toilsome in this task when the way is pointed out, but self-denial, sincerity, Christianity, and persistence alone win the prize, as they usually do in every department of life. The Christian scientist wisely shapes his course and is honest and consistent in following the leadings of divine mind. He must prove, through living as well as healing and teaching, that Christ's way is the only one by which mortals are radically saved from sin and sickness. Christianity causes men to turn naturally from matter to spirit, as the flower turns from darkness to light. Man then appropriates those things which eye hath not seen nor ear heard. Paul and John had a clear apprehension that, as mortal man achieves no worldly honors except by sacrifice, so he must gain heavenly riches by forsaking all worldliness. Then he will have nothing in common with the worldling's affections, motives, and aims. Judge not the future advancement of Christian science by the steps already taken, lest you yourself be condemned for failing to take the first step. When we wait patiently on God and seek truth righteously, he directs our path. Imperfect mortals grasp the ultimate of spiritual perfection slowly. But to begin aright and to continue the strife of demonstrating the great problem of being is doing much. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. He continually turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction, till at last he finishes his course with joy. This being our communion service, I would like to invite everyone to kneel and join with me in the repetition of our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory,
let's now sing hymn number 299. The words to this hymn were written by Mary Baker Eddy. Saw ye my Savior, heard ye the glad sound, felt ye the power of the word. Twas the truth that made us free, and was found by you and me in the life and the love of our Lord. Hymn number 299.
Let's now sing hymn number 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn number 90. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. 